It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, It is episode number 282 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, make sure you follow the podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. And as well, make sure you follow all your NFL news and notes and coverage all across the uh, National Football League again at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net. So we've reached... The day of the Redskins preseason opener. The first time the Redskins will play a football game since that embarrassing scene at FedEx Field. A loss in Week 17 to the Philadelphia Eagles. This game on Thursday night will be at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio. Certainly lacks a lot of the pizzazz of what would be a normally tough place to go play against a team that has a lot of expectations. Uh, And no, we're not talking about the Redskins when we're talking about team with a lot of expectations. It is the Cleveland Browns. My colleague from 106.7 The Fan, Craig Hoffman, was first to report this, and everyone has confirmed it since then. As we talked about a couple of times on this podcast, Colt McCoy not going to play Thursday night in the preseason opener in Cleveland against his former team. Uh, He's still kind of dealing with and recovering from not only Monday's injury, but the offseason program and the offseason multiple procedures even though he's been practicing and even though he bounced back on Tuesday. So without with that as kind of the scene setter and knowing that Colt McCoy is not going to play, that means we think Case Keenum is going to start, followed by rookie Dwayne Haskins and Josh Woodrum. And with that, we bring in my buddy PJ Elliott from 1067 the fam. Uh and uh well I, I don't know if we can uh, announce anything else. I'll let him kind of uh say what we can say, but 1067 the fan at PJ Elliott Radio at PJ Elliott Radio uh is how you follow him on Twitter. And Peach, you and I just got done doing a four hour radio show in which we talked Marathon. a lot about Yes. We talked a lot about the Redskins and a lot of the things that we're gonna discuss here. But for people that just listen to the podcast as opposed to 1067 the fan uh and on the radio.com app, I guess we'll start with the Colt McCoy situation. Does this tell you anything about where the Redskins are in terms of determining a starter, or do you think this is just, hey, it's the first preseason game and it's a precautionary move? No, I think it's it's a hundred percent precautionary. You know, he injured his he got stepped on, or he injured his his leg. Uh, what was on that? Monday? Monday, and they held him out of the two minute drill session of practice. He didn't address the media because he he was getting treatment or getting looked at. 
Um, so no, I don't. Th- I'm not looking at too much into this. We're not going to see a lot of starters, and the starters that we do see, they're not going to see a lot of time. So why? I mean, he's coming off of a broken leg. Why are we rushing it? So I have I have no problem with it. Do you read anything into the fact that he was the number one quarterback listed on the unofficial depth chart on Sunday? And a lot of teams, the movement across the league is for the number one quarterback not to play in the first preseason game. Do you read anything? Do you connect those dots at all? Do you think one means anything? Or, again, what you're basically saying, which certainly makes sense to me, you you be you have caution uh, because, again, guy with an injury history and because he's not going to have really anybody from the first-team offense. So if he is the first-team quarterback, you're putting out a guy out there that doesn't even have the best people around him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting it together that way. I think it's just pure coincidental that he's hurt. Starters don't usually play the, or starting quarterbacks usually don't play. I, that 100% coincidental for me. I also think that without or one with Colt being as injury prone as he is, if Jay is thinking that he's the starter, he's not putting him out there with a left tackle that has never played for the Redskins. You know, we, Trent's not here. So you're going to send Colt out there to get hurt again? No. So that's what I'm. That's what I think. I think that Colt's going to be the starter on week in week one. I think that he's being held out because he got hurt, but not because he's going to be the starter. Okay, so you totally disagree with me because you know I believe Case Keenum will be the starter. Yeah. Tell me why you think Colt McCoy will be the starter when we get to week one in Philadelphia. I, I mean, I've. It's, heard four years of Jay talking about how Colt's the guy, Colt's this, Colt's that. Colt knows the system. Okay, well, he always gets hurt. So, but Jay Jay always goes back to Colt being his guy. Um, you've got two quarterbacks behind him that don't know the system. One has, you know, plenty of experience in the league, but doesn't necessarily know the system. And then you got a rookie. So, I th- Colt's the guy, in my opinion. The, but how do you make him the guy considering his injury history? I, I mean, think, how do you, in a make-or-break year, how do you get a guy ready to be the star? I mean, at some point you have to make that decision, right? Mm-hmm. Presumably, say, after week three of the preseason and Atlanta coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Right. Then you have to turn your focus to that guy getting 80 85% of the snaps in practice because you've got to ramp him up. You've got to get him ready. You've got to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. Again, you've got to get him pretty much all of the first-team reps. There's no mixing and matching like there is on a daily basis in practice. And even on Monday or Tuesday, I should say, the last practice, Dwayne Haskins even got a series with the first-teamers, right? Right. So how do you, how do you, um, I guess, you, you know, at 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 some point, you you have to make a commitment to Colt McCoy. And that kind of stunts the development, I would guess, of Dwayne Haskins and Case Keenum because you've made the commitment to Colt McCoy. I think that just because of the, you know, it, in my opinion, so if, if, if I'm Jay, I'm thinking, okay, as you said, make or break, do or die, this is it. I'm going to go with the guy that I think knows what I want the most. There were the reports of, of Dwayne and Case in practice, 
you know, Jay has to yell at them on when to throw the ball, but he doesn't have to do it with Colt because Colt knows when he needs to get rid of the ball, where the ball needs to go. And it, yeah, he, he, he's probably going to get hurt, but you know, you go with the guy that you're more comfortable with, in my opinion, that, you know, if, if, if you're putting your eggs in one basket, putting all your chips in, whatever cliche you want to use, you go with the guy that you're more comfortable with. So would you? So if you were Jay Gruden, you would go with the guy that knows the system more, or versus, but 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 can't stay on the field versus somebody that might know 90 percent of the system, and has been around a lot of different systems and has won in the National Football League but maybe, again, doesn't know exactly every little element, every little nook and cranny. Well, we're not talking about, you know, Case Keenum is this Pro Bowl quarterback that, that you know, has this great pedigree. He's an average quarterback, average at best quarterback. He's gotten to the NFC Championship one time on a really good team on a fluke play beating the Saints. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that, Case Keenum would just be another guy. He'd be Joey Harrington or something like that. He's just he's just another quarterback that managed to to be smart enough to to stay on a team and be a backup quarterback and luck into a starting role because of injuries. So, we're you know, we're comparing Colt to Case and it's not again, it's it's not like Case has so much more talent than Colt. It just happens, you know, Colt just can't stay healthy. So if I'm Jay, I go with Colt because he knows the system and you ride him until he breaks his leg or blows out his knee or whatever the case is, whatever the injury is that's going to be next. You just go with that because you you know that he knows what you want to do. All right, that's my pal PJ Elliott. You can follow him on Twitter. At PJ Elliott Radio from 1067, the fan in Washington. Uh, fantasy football players, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else, uh, and then you will be the same because if you do that, you don't want to be the same. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Find Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast provider. We're back on the Locked on Redskins podcast in just a flash with what you want to see, what you need to see, a po- a player that PJ is looking forward to seeing, uh, an individual player that PJ is a little bit nervous about. We'll get into all of that next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 282. Thanks for being with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Chris Russell. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast, episode number 282. PJ Elliott uh, from 106.7 The Fan rejoins us. Uh, So, Peach, this is something that we talked about again on the radio show on 106.7 The Fan on Wednesday night when we had a lot of time on our hands. What Mm. do you want to see from the Redskins on Thursday night, either an individual player, but preferably from a 
I guess, a team conceptual standpoint? What do you want to see before we get to what do you need to see? I want to see... I want to see good long drives. I want to see uh, on the offensive side. I want to see them take the ball down the field, um, whether that's running or passing. I'm not expecting a lot from the passing. I'd love to see the receivers just blow Cleveland out of the water. I would love to see nothing more than Terry McLaurin just catching one and taking it deep. Um, I'm not expecting to see it, but I, you know, I, I think I, if I see good sustainable drives that they don't necessarily need to end with a field goal or a touchdown, but if they get the ball start on the 20 and they take it down to the 40 or the, you know, Cleveland's 30, I'd be fine with that. If, and then they have to kick in whatever. Um, I'd be fine with that. Just, so you're not just even saying touchdown. You're not even saying convert these long touchdown, these long drives for touchdowns. You're just anything you know, but a four pile and up, out. pile or three up two, out. three, four first downs. And even if you stall a little bit in the red zone, that's okay for you. Yeah. Or even if you have to kick a Dustin Hopkins long field goal, yep. that's okay for you. Yeah, I'm fine with that. What I want to see, even though the game doesn't mean anything really, ultimately in the end. This team has struggled so much in the red zone over the last three years, really since 2015, when they were a consistent red zone force, which, oh, by the way, coincides with the last year that Jordan Reed was healthy, and he's been just killing it in camp. Now, I don't expect Jordan Reed to play right, on Thursday night. I don't know Talk if about he injuries. will for sure, but I, I just can't imagine that he will. Um, so I know it's not fair to judge a team necessarily by that, but what I would like to see just to kind of, you know, Finish your point is, of course you want to see multiple first downs, two, three, four, whatever first downs, move the chains, get everybody going, maybe take it from your own 15 or 20 all the way down. But I need to see this team, like, be more proficient in the red zone. And whether that's throwing a little fade or a back shoulder to a a rookie receiver like Kelvin Harmon or Terry McLaurin, who you just mentioned, maybe a little crossing route or, or a little pivot route or something like that. Or, you know what, they have a couple of run, young running backs, or Reynolds, uh, that Jay talks about all the time. Sean Wilson has got a lot of speed. You know, find a way to finish off drives so that you don't have to necessarily be dependent, A, on playing a field goal game, and B, so that you can start to, you know, if this was the regular season, so that you can give your defense a little bit of margin, a little bit of room for error. Because yeah. all too often over the last three years, this team has not been able to convert consistently inside the red zone. Uh, absolutely. And I'm I'm with you. Of course, I would love to see uh, them convert in the red zone. But I, I, I feel like, you know, with the, the limited snaps we're going to see from the first string players, I you know you you if you if you run the score up you're running it up right. on on third string guys, so I'm not I'm not concerned about what they're doing in the scoring. What I want to see is just can the backups move the ball down the field, and even for the you know the first drive if that's all we're going to see out of out of the the starting uh, starting players, do something with it. Don't if I see a three and out and then Case is out and. Um, Doxon or who whoever's playing, if it's Chris Thompson, whatever, if it's three and out and they're pulled, then I, I I'm gonna be miserable the entire game. I don't care what the what the score is, because I want to see them do something, move the chains, get down the field, and then if it stalls, then it's the first drive right. of the first preseason game. I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, 
assuming with with the word that Colt McCoy is not going to play, are you assuming that it'll go Case to Dwayne to Josh Woodrum? And how much would you expect each quarterback to play? How much would you guess? I think that Case. What I would like to see is Case a quarter, Dwayne two, Josh one. Um, whether it's two, you know, one, then two and three, and then four, however he wants to mix it up, I don't care. But that's what I would like to see. Um, I think if if we see Case for one drive, then there's something more going on with Colt. Like I, I'll read into that. That what, if if all right, Case explain, if, explain if, that to me. If if, if case, case only plays one drive, yep. Which typical if a starter were to play one drive and only one drive. In the pre in preseason game number one, or that is a typical workload meaning. Right. So you're saying if you only see Case for a three and out, or say a six play drive that stalls after a first down, and that's all you see, essentially treating him like the starter, then you'll read into that that Absolutely. Case is, is is really the starter. Uh, either Case is really the starter, or the Colts injury is worse than they they're leading on. So you're saying if we see Case more. On Thursday night, meaning a quarter, as you suggested initially, even a half a then, quarter, that then that is a true indication in your eyes that he is the number two. Yes, okay, I, w- I would think interesting, so. interesting. So you say, what do you want to see? What do you think you will see ultimately? What what if you had to guess if if you had to guess how Jay Gruden does this? And obviously, again, every situation is you know up in the air and flexible. Would you? I I. I th- I think I think you're going to see Case Keenum no more than two series, maybe just one if it's six, seven, eight play, especially if it ends up in points. I think you're not going to see as much of Dwayne Haskins as people are going to want. I think people are going to be frustrated and disappointed, and I think he's going to look sloppy, and I think it's going to look disjointed, and I think Jay's going to get frustrated by that, or yeah. I think Jay's plan is going to be, I have to protect this kid. I can't get him killed, so I'm not going to play him that much, and I'm willing to sacrifice Josh Woodrum just because <laughs> I need to get through the game. What I would like to see is I would like to see Dwayne out there with better than third and fourth string guys that I've never heard of. I want to see that he uh, can work with, with, again, I don't need to see him in the first drive, but I want to see him for two quarters. I want to see what it was. I, I mean, I still think that he he was worth the uh, you know 15th overall pick. Would it blow but, your mind if he started the game? Um. No, I wouldn't say it would blow my mind. Uh, would you be happy? Yeah, I think I would. I mean, I never even considered it. I just assumed it was going to be Case. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but, I mean, I don't know for sure, yeah. and I don't want to sound like an idiot, so I'm just trying to you know, cover as many different angles right. a- as we possibly uh, can. Uh, re- real quickly, before we run out of time, is there something you need to see from a non-quarterback perspective, like an individual player, or um, I need to see as much or, or need to as avoid? Need, yeah, I, <laughs> I was just gonna say you're you now now for people that don't know here on the podcast, you're uh, a Manassas, Virginia native, and yep. that's where. Tim Settle and Greg Stroman played their high school football. Now, we know Greg Stroman is not going to play in this game, along with Adrian Peterson and probably Darius Geis and a bunch of the other players uh, that we mentioned. Adonis Alexander already ruled out. But Tim Settle probably will start in this game. 
and uh, he's been steamed e- up. He's been eating people alive <laughs> in one on ones. So you think he'll have what about eight? Eight and a half sacks tonight. Uh, I hope so. Oh, I hope so. That would be, uh, <laughs> nothing would make me happier. I can no. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what the what what he does, um, because I, you know I I haven't been to camp yet, but I've read all the reports and every like it, the two names you outside of quarterbacks, the two names you see the most on Twitter with the Redskins: Jordan Reed's having a great camp mm-hmm. and Tim Settle's having a great camp. Right, and I love it. Tim Settle, when he was drafted in the fifth round, I was told the Redskins had a third round grade on him. It looks like, I mean, it's early, but he showed flashes of dominance last preseason. Mm-hmm. And then when the regular season kicked in, I mean, obviously, he's, you know, kind of neutralized by role. He still had a lot to, you know, but now in year two, he's going to play an integral role because they have to reduce. Last year, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen each played over 75% of the snaps. Yeah. Settle, I think, only played mm, like about 175, somewhere in that range. They need to get Settle up into the 300s, and they need to lower Jonathan Allen and especially Deron Payne, who you know Settle is the more natural replacement for. They need to get those guys from 75-plus percent down to about 60%, 62%, somewhere in that range. Right. Yeah, I, it w- that would be ideal. I would love to see it. You can see 90, you know, uh, I, I love Payne. Uh, I love Allen. You know, Allen's another Virginia guy. I would, you know, I like seeing the hometown guys play for the Redskins. You're such a homer. I, I, I am. I don't know. Just the soft spot, especially kids that go to my high school. Like it's great. But I, I just want to see. I want to see them succeed. And I know that they're they're really good players. And I'm not just saying that because right. You know, they're local. No, I mean, I get it. I mean, Tim Settle is a hugely important uh, piece. It's just such a shame that Caleb Brantley got hurt. I hope he's legitimately not hurt too bad with the mild Liz Frank uh, sprain and that he can come back. The new Locked On NFL podcast is on fire. Last week, one of the most listened to NFL shows, expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. It's Locked on NFL. It's your daily national podcast on all things NFL. Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. Back in a flash for our final segment together with P.J. Elliott at P.J. Elliott Radio on Twitter, at P.J. Elliott Radio on Twitter. P.J. from 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. and the Radio.com app. I'm Chris Russell. Make sure you follow at Locked Redskins. You can follow me individually on Twitter, at Russellmania621. Back in a flash to wrap things up. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast. So just a couple of things, Paige, that I wanted to uh, get to. Uh, Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, he was a guest on our radio station, 106.7 The Fan, on Wednesday with Grant Paulson, Danny Ruye, uh, and said some interesting things about the Redskins not really being prepared for the Trent Williams situation, not really having a natural answer at backup tackle, not really having a backup, you know, quarterback plan. I don't, you know, I don't agree with everything Michael said. You know, I, I I'm, I'm kind of loosely kind. The one that I'm most curious about is 
were they prepared for the Trent Williams holdout? I do not think they were prepared for Trent Williams to hold out. I think they banked on Trent Williams not wanting to miss out on that $40,000 fine every day or not wanting to rack up those fines. We'll see what happens when he starts missing, if he starts missing game checks, how truly dedicated to the cause is. Uh, But I think it's more than fair that they didn't have really a good handle, a good process on Trent Williams' situation. Do you agree with Michael's basic sentiment? Of course. I mean, they signed Donald Penn, what, a week ago? Right. A a guy that's, you know, 36 years old or 30. And Corey Robinson. And Corey Robinson. Okay. I mean, put them together and they're not, they don't equal Trent Williams. Sure. So no, they're not prepared. They you know they they draft a, a, a tackle, but they weren't they weren't ready for this. They didn't see this coming, and it's it 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 just goes to the bigger problem with the organization that they don't they like they think everything's sunshine and roses, and it's not. Like they're people have problems whether they're fans or they're players. People have problems with this organization. And it's clear that Trent has problems with the organization. What could they have done, though, to better prepare? I, the the, the listen, medical I, stuff? I, well, well, <laughs> okay. No, you and you're right. No, I'm, I'm saying not what they could do to fix the Trent. But assuming that they could have prepared better for the possibility of Trent Williams to hold out, could they have just – would you have kept Ty Anseki at 34 going on 35 who essentially got – a short-term starter-type deal from Buffalo to be their starting right tackle? Would you have kept a guy like Ty Anseki, even though you had Jaron Christian, who you drafted in the third round, or would you have done what the Redskins did, let him go and then find somebody off the street who oh, happens to be a former three-time Pro Bowler and not too far removed from a really, really, really good, successful run at left tackle? I don't know what the the cap situation would have been for them to offer Inseki what he got in Buffalo. I don't know if they would have been able to afford that. Um, but I don't I I don't know what they could have done other than talk to the man. And you know when the day before training camp started down in Richmond. Uh, Bruce Allen is saying, well, I expect him to be here. No, man, you sound like an idiot when you say that. Everybody knows he's not going to be there. But you say that you expect him to be here tomorrow when we start camp. No. Like, that's a huge problem. You you clearly haven't talked to him or at least gotten the full story. He claims that he talked to him. I don't believe that for a damn minute. But I just – to play devil's advocate, when Bruce is saying we expect him and everyone to be here, I mean theoretically, we we I expect I, I expect to die. I hope I don't <laughs> die. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, of course, of you course. Know what I'm yes. Like, we you, we have an expectation that Trent Williams will be here. He's contractually <laughs> obligated to be here. Of course, is that what he was saying? Or hey, we expect him to be here because we think we have a good handle on this. No, I think that he wants to act like there's not a problem. Yeah. And and he's just, but everybody everybody knows that there's, there's a problem, problem. and he you want to go out there and just, oh well he's gonna we expect him to be here, okay, but he's like there are multiple reports that he has he's an not issue coming. that he's not coming yeah. that you know the medical staff messed up they misdiagnosed the tumor on his head like that's a problem you've got to have an internal investigation yeah. and figure out 
How did this happen? And if those doctors claim that they said that they told Trent to go have a, uh, a second opinion, why didn't they physically take him to go right. get a second opinion? Right. There like, seems like, like a they, chain of command here that is lost in the shuffle, lost in the soup. Like, right. like, like somebody's not checking on something. Somebody's not doing everything that they can to make sure that everybody's on the same page and that everybody's issues are taken care of during the course of the season. I don't know if that's on Bruce. I don't know if that's on Jay. I don't know if that's on the player to player liaison. I'm not sure, but there's something certainly uh, going wrong and no sign of Trent Williams. Real quickly, before we go, we got 30 seconds. Trent Williams in uniform for the Redskins week one. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think something happens. I don't know what, but yes. I say no. All right, we're going to leave it there. Preseason lid lifter coming up on Thursday night, 7.30. We'll uh, do another podcast after that game with the very latest from what happened in Thursday night's game. Thanks for being with us. For my friend PJ Elliott, 106.7 The Fan, at PJ Elliott Radio, I'm Chris Russell. At WrestleMania621, make sure you follow the Locked on Redskins podcast on Twitter, at Locked Redskins. Enjoy the preseason opener between the Redskins and the Browns. Football is finally back. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.